You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. We are in luck today because we finally get Jared back with us this week. Jared, hey, welcome back to the podcast, man. Hey, no, anytime, Dean. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. It's a great podcast to be a part of. Uh, sorry, I've been a little MIA. Uh, this coffee shop has been extremely overwhelming and uh, time-consuming and stressful. And then I had two weddings go to last week, one of which was supposed to be with you, but you had the flu. But you were a good man and you stayed away from everybody. And uh, But it's, it's been yeah. time-consuming. I was told that Kalen thought that you were making you thought I was making a political statement with the mask. No, I thought you forgot your um your vaccine card because mm. they were checking everybody's vaccine card and I was like, "Oh, maybe if you're not vaccinated you have you don't have to wear a mask." I didn't know. And cuz then I just walked in and I saw you with a mask on. The only person in the entire ceremony. The only person. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> he's definitely vaccinated. I know this." And then I thought to myself, maybe he just forgot his vaccine card and they're they're saying he has to wear a mask. But then I later found out that you had the flu. You tested positive for the flu. So everybody knew it was, but you still felt like you wanted to wear a mask. And then you didn't even go to the reception. You just went to uh, the ceremony. Yeah, I had a, I would feel a certain amount of guilty if I got anyone sick in any capacity, especially like in the state of heightened awareness we're in right now. And, uh, you know, there's some older people at the wedding. So like even the flu, I feel like could be a pretty serious thing for someone like that to get. So... I just figured I didn't want to miss the ceremony, and I'm glad I didn't. It was beautiful. Uh, ben and Jess looked great together. But then I was like, well, I just don't feel comfortable going to the Yeah, you to don't want to be the guy so. coughing throughout the entire night. You ever yeah. see, that, you see that TikTok where like some guy said he used to cover up his farts with a cough, and now he covers up his now cough with a fart? With a fart, right. Well, it was interesting, too, because I got tested the day before the wedding, for COVID, I like went in just to make sure it wasn't COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like going over my symptoms and they're like, well, hey, when was the last time you got the flu vaccine? And I was like, I don't think I've gotten that in over a decade. So they're like, oh, well, we're going to test for that too. And it's just funny how we are all like, you know, getting this COVID vaccine and I haven't gotten a flu vaccine in Lord knows how long. So 
I guess at the end of the day, like I'm happy it was only the flu and not COVID. But um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer to miss the reception. But so before Ben's wedding, you were at your best friend's wedding, you said? Yeah. So the girl that uh, signed me up to be on the show, her name is Crystal. She's my best friend. And one of my and her fiance is one of my closest friends as well. And they got married down in Cancun. Dude, I've had two weddings all year. It was November 12th and 13th. And it's funny, actually, <laughs> because the my friends who got married in Cancun were supposed to get married on Saturday, November 13th. But the bride of, excuse me, the mother of the groom uh, is very religious. And she's like, I don't want my son married on the 13th. I don't know. There's some bad luck, obviously, involved in that. Or well, hopefully not for Ben and Jess. But uh, hmm. so they moved it to Friday the 12th, which worked out well for me, because even though it was back to back, at least I got to attend both. So it was really nice. And yeah. Ben and Jess's wedding was awesome. Um, dude, a lot of people, 400 people. But it was so nice seeing everybody. Like, I forgot moving back home and being like closer to my, you know, family. It It's like, you know, made me forget that I have, you know, you guys in other parts of the country that is so much like family to me. You know, it was really great. I wish we could hang out more. I haven't seen you in forever. Well, I haven't seen you since Dean, uh, Ben's bachelor party. But like right. seeing Nick and, and Chris Souls, who I haven't seen in years, um, Sean Booth, and obviously Ben, who I only got spiked to for like three seconds. Um, who else did? I mean, Naz, obviously. Uh, Tanya. Michael G was there. Michael G, Becca. Like people I just haven't seen. Like, dude, I haven't seen Tanya. I don't remember. I might have been pre-pandemic. Like yeah, well, and we were all supposed to go to Napa together, right? And then that got canceled. So there were like, it's weird because there were a lot of things for us all to meet up at, but just like one by one, they're like, ah, you know what? Actually, we're going to cancel this. We're going to cancel this. So yeah, it was nice seeing everybody. I think, dude, Kaylin was a champ, by the way, because Kaylin obviously had to attend the reception by herself because you were sick. And like, I put myself in those shoes. If I, if my, like, if, if Ashley couldn't be there because she was sick and I was at the reception by myself, I don't know. I would feel like, kind of weird and i might have left early but dude she was there the entire night she was mingling she was social i was like kaylin you are a champion because if it was me i probably would have left early <laughs> yeah it was funny i uh because i left at probably like 5 30 so i was at home by six like basically went straight to bed and kaylin when i left she was like yeah like i'll be like you know an hour behind you or whatever so i like go home go to bed, wake up at like 7.30, still no Kaylin, wake up at 8.30, still no Kaylin, wake up at 9.30. And I'm like starting to worry because she was pretty adamant about like getting out of there pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like didn't text her, didn't receive any text or anything like that from her. But then eventually she walks in at like 12.30 in the morning. And I'm like, I can't believe it because she made it all the way to the end. I don't even know if you you guys made it to the end, but they eventually like sent shuttles to send everyone back to their hotels and stuff. So she uh, stayed until the very, very last moment, which I'm proud of her for. Yeah, you're right, because it's a lot to uh, to it's a it's a heavy not a heavy atmosphere but like uh no it's definitely a, lot a to deal heavy with. atmosphere like you're at someone's wedding they have all their yeah. friends and family members there and then like especially kaylin i'm sure knows a lot of people from bachelor but not everybody that was there so i'm sure she had to introduce herself and start conversation and be social with people that she's not used to meeting and then also trying to spend times with like the people that she actually is friends with like natalie um and so yeah dude good for her it's you know what's funny yeah. is that you I love how you were like, you know, around 830, I was starting to get really worried. I mean, I didn't text or call her or anything. And then she walked in the door like 1230. So four <laughs> hours later, after you well, said you were concerned, you still hadn't reached out. You know, I was like, I was like in a in a haze because I was like in and out of sleep. And I like, obviously, she's fine taking care of herself. She was with Nick because we got her place with Nick and Natalie as well. So 
if they got if Nick and Natalie had gotten back and Kalen still wasn't back, then I would have like done something. But I was I was fine with uh, kind of everything that was going on, I guess. But I want to know more about your situation. So you went to this wedding on Friday yep. in Mexico. And then Saturday, what, like Saturday at like 6 a.m. or something, you caught a flight out to Nashville? Yeah, so I flew into Cancun on Wednesday, uh, flew out, the, the rehearsal gym was Thursday, wedding was Friday, flew out Saturday morning, the car picked me up at 6 a.m., and then I flew out at 9 into Houston, had a layover for an hour, and then from Houston to Nashville, and then I got in around 2.45, drove back to the hotel, and then went to the ceremony for four. So it was uh, a very uh, busy, busy few days, but it was also really nice. Both weddings w- were uh, were awesome in their different ways. Because the one down in Cancun, I was obviously in the party, so I was hanging out with the groom all day, mm-hmm. and we had they had like a golf simulator down there, so we did that, and then nice. we're just hanging in my room and took pictures and got ready. He had a small party; it was only me and his future brother-in-law, and then obviously the groom. And then they had it on the beach, and it was really beautiful, and the reception was on the water as well. And it was just great to be there and to see them get married. And they're just – he's, like, such a mushball. He, so he cried when he saw his wife, Crystal, walk down the aisle, and he's just, like, such a, such a sap. So that was really cool to be there. And then, of course, going to Ben and Jess's where, like, this, it's this over-the-top romantic, you know, uh, busy wedding with 400 people there and – you know, Ben had what, like 15 groomsmen. It was really yeah. funny seeing them all walk down the aisle because we were sitting next to former producers of The Bachelor, one producer still and one former producer. And they were like, well, there's the next season's cast of The Bachelorette right there. Um, yeah. It made me like a little insecure, to be honest with you. Like Ben has so many friends, like close friends where he wants 15 groomsmen. And I'm like, I would struggle picking out like five people to be in my wedding party, you know? Oh, it started making me think like, where do I line up in the friendship of Ben? Because I thought yeah. we were like good friends, you know, and I, not like <laughs> yeah. groomsmen level, but I was like, oh, damn, maybe like I'm like 32nd closest to Ben right now where I thought I was like in the high teens. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how I felt too, which I mean, look, I guess Ben is like one of the most popular and sociable guys I know, so more props to him, but yeah, it definitely uh, lent to a little bit of insecurity feeling just because I was like, dude, if if and when I get married, like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to have 12 groomsmen up there, and I know life's not a competition when it comes to that kind of stuff, but you can't help but like size yourself up a little bit, you know, but you, you had a lot, you had like eight groomsmen. What, I have like eight to, yeah, I had something like eight. But Ashley had the same number. We wanted to kind of keep it close. But I also, like everybody, obviously, in the party, I wanted to be a part of the of the day and, and be a groomsman in the wedding. And, oh, shit, what else was I going to say? You brought up something. Oh, you said if and when you get married. That mm. feels like uh, uh, the needle has moved. Like, that's a different tone. When? Uh, if and when? I just... Uh... It's more just I'm choosing my words a little more carefully these days, you know? I think part of the reason I always get in trouble with that kind of stuff is because I speak so matter-of-factly. So if I say, oh, yeah, I'm never getting married, then people take me for my word, which I guess I appreciate them taking me for my word, but uh, it just gives me more avenues to uh, get away with things, Yeah, then, because if you say you'll never get married, there's going to be a Us Weekly headline saying, Trouble in Paradise? Dean Unglert says he'll never marry Kaylin Miller Keys. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So now, so I've just, I'm just starting to choose my words a little more carefully. The if and when statement, it's like, you know, kind of gives me an out. Uh, it makes it, makes it less headline grabby. All right. So the question becomes, Dean, now you have been to multiple weddings with Kaylin. I'm sure she's getting more fever as the years go on. Hmm. So how's your, uh, is, I, I just said the needle felt like it moved. Has it moved? Are you more towards like, <laughs> hey, let's get married? <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so we sat next to uh, Derek Paith and Saffron, his fiance at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And Saffron and I had never met. So Saffron asked me if we're married because I've got the ring on my finger, obviously. And I gave her my usual, uh, you know, nonsensical Dean answer, be it as it may. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know, what is marriage? <laughs> what is life? Yeah. I said, as far as the government's concerned, no. But as far as our hearts are concerned, <laughs> yes. Um, and then Kaylin like leans over and she goes, we'll be engaged by 2022. Trust me. Or oh. in 2022 or something like that. So well, I was about to um, say by 2022, you got about 45 days left if that was going to yeah. happen. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if she's speaking for me or if she's saying that she's going to propose to me, which I made it pretty clear to her. I was like, you know, if you really want to get married, you should be the one proposing to me. Uh, so I think she's got something in the works for that, which I think is pretty cool. You know, maybe we could do like a dual thing. But uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's kind of the the fallback or not the fallback. The uh, one of the negatives about going to all these weddings is it gets... <laughs> your girlfriend uh, in a mood to get married oh a thousand percent yeah so yeah i mean i guess you know give it give us 12 months 12 13 months and we'll have something uh something a little more formal on the books but well, so 2022 again, we're gonna find out big year for dean and kaylin we're thinking dude if the make or break pro- year kaylin proposes that would be freaking awesome i mean that would be the most dean and kaylin thing of all time where she was like <laughs> well he was taking too damn long so i had to get on one knee yeah yeah, it yeah, would probably be like uh, she would probably do it, and I would, and then I would probably do it, or like it'll probably happen for both of us. I don't know, you know. So what would you say? Uh, well, I would laugh at first, obviously. <laughs> and I'd probably, I'd probably get around to saying yes at some point. Yeah, just you obviously uh, make her sweat it out a little bit. Be like, well, you know, <laughs> I do love my van life, and I, I did say I never wanted to get married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd make her sweat it out a little bit. I, I will say, though, I'm impressed by her. Uh, she, not as, well, she's always been like this, but more so lately in the past, like, six months or so, she, like, you know, she gets an idea. She says she's going to do something, and she uh, takes a lot less convincing to do it than in times past, whereas now she's just, like, goes for it. You know what I mean? So so kudos to her. We'll see if it happens. Um, sounds to me like she is actually going to make it happen. So That's so exciting. Good for Kaylin. She's a badass. Yeah. Putting up with your ass for all these years. Now she's going to propose to you. Yeah. She's we'll see. I mean, I've got some stuff in the works. I don't want to spoil anything. But, no, of uh, course not. You know, maybe when, when it happens, we'll all, we'll all be able to weigh in on the situation. Yeah, you, you obviously just have to tell the story on the podcast after it happens. That's all. That's the deal right there. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I actually had something else I wanted to talk about as well. I can't remember. Um, All right, well, while you think of it, I want to tease our guests. We have two very special guests that are coming up after the break, which will take in a few minutes, from uh, the new HBO Max uh, show, 12 Dates of Christmas, which, of course, returns for its second season. starts Thursday, November 25th. And from the show, we have Amanda Grace Jenkins and Markel Smith. So we're very excited to talk to them, especially we're getting in the holiday season. 12 days of Christmas, 12 dates of Christmas, excuse me, coming back for a second season. So excited to talk to them. I do have something to talk about if you can't think of anything, Dean, or what, can't think about what you were going to say. Um, I I think I remembered what I wanted to say, but it just is not maybe the time or place for it. So feel free to, what do you want to talk about? I was going to talk about the Pete Davidson thing. What's the update with Pete Davidson? Well, obviously he's dating Kim Kardashian, which is still the craziest shit I've ever heard of. I can't believe Pete Davidson is dating Kim, Kim Kardashian. That's insane to me. Good for him, and I hope they're happy. But the one thing I did want to talk about was he actually revealed his major dating deal breaker, 
which gives me two thoughts, which I'll go into in a second. And it's something that Cosmopolitan, which is what the article is on, agrees with. And I wholeheartedly agree with because he says that his deal breaker is when he goes on a date and the person he's on the date with is treating the wait staff or bartenders poorly. That's a big no-no in his book. Quote, immediately would be over. In my head, I would be like, okay, never again, that is it. He said that was his one deal breaker. And I could not agree more as someone who's worked in the restaurant industry all of my life. Dude, I've always said it should be a college requirement for people to work in the service industry because it teaches you a lot about how to deal with society, how to be kind to one another, how to be patient with someone. When you have to wait on someone and clean up after them and serve them food, it like teaches you I truly think how to just be a better person. Yeah, I agree. If you treat your weight staff poorly, that's uh, that's a big red flag. I do want to point out this article real quick. Um, I hate these articles from places like E! News, Us Weekly, People Magazine, all that stuff. Uh, for the record, the people listening obviously can't see the article we're referring to. It's basically just uh, encapsulating Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson's officially dating relationship now yeah but you scroll down eventually and you get you get to these sentences where it's saying like kim isn't looking to date strictly she's just really enjoying her life right now per a source that told e-news and it's that stuff that really just makes me so frustrated or like probably rationally so a source told this news junket that there that kim's just having the time of her life no one told no one close to Kim is telling E! News that Kim's just having the time of her life with Pete Davidson right now. And I know for a fact because there have been many articles written about me, probably some about you, uh-huh. uh, Kaylin, where they're like, according to a source very close to E! News, Dean and Kaylin are on rocky waters right now. And it's just like, no one told you guys that. We're not on rocky waters. Like, you're just making crap up just so you have like something to write about. So I'm sure Kim and Pete are doing great. But when I read things like at the time a source told this, you know, news outlet, I, in my head I just go everything that I just read is completely moot because none of it holds any weight whatsoever. Yeah, the source could be like my cousin, you know, talking about Kim Kardashian and being like, "Yeah, I think she's just ready to kind of be easy going." They're like, "Perfect, got a source." Uh, and they're, you yeah. know, especially like if you talk to like I always think that these sources are like if it's a source close to the Kardashian family. It's like their hairdresser's second cousin who saw them yeah. one time walk into the salon and they said hello. And it's like, that's a close enough source for me. Yeah. It's like anytime there's a Bachelor article, it's always like an inside source close to production or like a produ- an inside source close to production said that Ashley and Jared are, you know, I just I hate it and and I guess for them specifically like for the Kardashians right like they've kind of built a franchise off of these types of articles being written about them so kudos to them for keeping on keeping on and to a degree it kind of helps our business as well right so it's not all bad but it just it it just it bothers me a little bit I think now is the like when they talk about the sources that's what comes to mind for me where it's like somebody who doesn't really know but I do think years ago when they first were starting to get their their uh, fame, I think that they were the sources. Like, a hundred percent, because they want to get their names out there, they want to get their names in the news, which makes total sense. Like, I know people who have hired paparazzi to come take mm. photos of them when they're leaving a restaurant because it's it's exposure. 
Like they'll, I, I, I know for a fact, a hundred percent, an agent of a buddy of mine who calls, uh, the paparazzi and no, you guys don't know who this person is. You don't know who I'm talking about. So don't make theories. Come on, tell us. No, but like their agent will call the paparazzi and say, Hey, so-and-so is going to be here. Please like, or not even please, but like, if you, you know, go take pictures of them when they're walking out, cause it's good mm. exposure, right? If you're, you're in the news or somebody's seen here, it's just like, sure. It's tabloid, you know, hearsay or tabloid, you know, fluff, but it's always good to, you know, get yourself a little press. I know some former bachelor contestants that will go to dinner and call the paparazzi on themselves. And I, I've even heard them say, you know what? I'm bored. I'm going to call the paparazzi and tell them where we're at right now. They've um, said that. So. Yes, I've heard people say that before. That so. is insane. Have you ever done that? Yes, I've never done it personally. I've like I've only really been popped uh, once. I was getting off a flight to go get my um, my hip tended to in Seattle. This is like right after I had my accident, and I was walking through the airport in Seattle, and someone like had a camera on me and was like asking me all these questions, and. It was like stuff about Bachelor, but stuff that I was so far removed from. And I was like, why do you care about my opinion on any of this stuff? <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Uh, they were asking me like about like Peter Weber's, uh, you know, shocking ending to a season. And I'm like, I'm so far removed from this. I have no idea why you guys are asking me these questions. So just like leave me alone. But you like don't, don't want to be a jerk. I don't know. It was, it was one of the weirder experiences I've had. Um, but yeah, it's always weird. You know, well, the my best experience with the paparazzi was... I was at the Bad Boys for Life movie premiere because I got invited and I was so excited to go. And I brought a buddy of mine because Ashley doesn't care about Bad Boys. And I was walking and I don't know why this happened to me. I really don't. I think that they either mistook me for someone or like maybe it just wasn't that many people around. But there was like people coming up to me for signatures. And they must have thought maybe I was in the movie or something. But then as they were like asking for my signature and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not in the movie. Like, I don't really. Plus, I've all I was also told never give out your signature because a lot of it is like fraudulent. And they just try to get hmm. your signature to like get, you know, to like sign your name on other things so they can steal your identity. Moving forward. Hmm. Uh, but when I was like, oh, no, I'm not in the movie. Oh, I don't, you know, and that like two paparazzi people came up and started like taking pictures of my face as I was like walking behind the carpet about to go into the theater. And I was like, holy crap, I feel like Tom Cruise right now. <laughs> I was like, and this I'm is sure like the coolest moment of my life. And then I was I'm like, sure you look just like him too. Uh, I, I did not, unfortunately. But that's not bad because he's like 5'7", you know, poor guy. Well, let's, uh, like, well you, you have you got the height thing. I'm talking about height. more of just like the facial and the hair and all that kind of stuff. Nah, he's but, a stud. Um, Jared, I think it's about time for us to take a quick break and uh, introduce our guests coming up after this quick break. Amanda Jenkins, Markel Smith, HBO Max's 12 Dates of Christmas. Stick through the break. We'll be right back. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. 
That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Like we teased before the break, we have two very special guests who are joining us right now from HBO Max's Brand new, uh, well, not brand new, for a second season, but brand new season, 12 Dates of Christmas, which returns Thursday, November 25th. Once again, that is on HBO Max. It is Amanda Grace Jenkins and Markel Smith. Markel and Amanda, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having us on your podcast. This is really exciting. Well, you know, 12 Dates of Christmas, Help I Suck at Dating, really go hand in hand, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> it really is. So, Amanda, tell us a little bit about the second season of 12 Dates of Christmas. Uh, let's see. How do I narrow it down a little bit? Um, well, it uh, as you guys know, there's three leads. So that was a little bit different than um, we've seen in the past with a lot mm-hmm. of reality shows. And, um, I, I actually really love that when I watched the first season, I was like, okay, like, I feel like that would be nice to have, um, to have, uh, just kind of like friends and partners in a way going through the same experience as you and people to kind of like bounce things off of. And, um, you're not like completely alone and, and kind of just, uh, re- relying on just yourself and, and, um, with all the attention on you. So that kind of drew me in a little bit more well i've got a question for you guys 
so season one, it was uh, there was a gay male lead, right? And then two straight leads. And then this season, what is it? Is there three leads again this season or is it just you two? There are three. There's Danny. I don't, I'm not sure why he's not here. Um, but then there's Amanda and then myself. Nice. Okay, cool. Why? Well, Jared, why didn't we not get uh, all three of them? For the yeah, no, obviously we're working on a budget, Dean. You know, there's only so much we could be doing about these things. So Markel, what was your experience like while filming uh, 12 Dates of Christmas? I had a great experience. Um, obviously, you know, there are ups and downs as mm. with anything, but I think overall it was a very exciting time. I had never done anything like this before. Um, it was my first time being like professionally on camera. So this was really exciting. After, you know, after the nerves wore off, uh, it was really exciting. Well, and it's oh, yeah. not just that, uh, it's not that you're just on camera, right? You're kind of one of the central focuses of the entire yeah, show. So it's a focus, big role. And then you're also dating on camera, which was like mm -hmm. super weird because I, you know, that feeling when you go to a restaurant and you're sitting next to a table and you're like wondering, can the next table hear you? <laughs> but it's like, you can't really do this now because it's a room full of cameras and they're all watching you like get to know somebody on camera. They can definitely hear you. <laughs> how, how did you guys handle that kind of like those those nerves? Because I fully agree with you. It's one thing to like be vulnerable and open up to someone. And then it's a whole other thing for there to be cameras around and kind of shoved in your face. So how did you guys deal with that? Uh, I don't want to say pressure, but with that kind of like stress, I guess. I, I mean, I was very much of the mindset of just like, you know what? We know why we're here. Let's just do it. Like, you know, getting over the nerves. Like, of course, I, I won't say I won't say that it was comfortable at the beginning, but after a certain point, it was like, okay, why am I nervous? I'm here. I'm here. I'm doing this. Like, let's ask the hard questions. Let's like really get in there and just like focus. So Amanda, yeah, obviously the show has not aired yet, but in the preview, they talk about, or they mention that you've been in kind of some toxic relationships in the past. Can you just give us like an overview of like what some of those relationships were like, or your learning experience through them? And what you've learned coming out of bad relationships and when you're hope what you're hoping for in a future relationship? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I feel like for me, I feel like it took a long time to to learn about myself and um kind of um get a little bit more of um just a the self-awareness of some of the ways I was moving through the world and some of the types of people I was attracting. And um, I'm someone that um, like, just kind of because of some of the things of my, in my background that I hadn't processed through, it's like, I feel like I was doing a lot of, um, I guess like trauma bonding and, and finding these like really passionate um, and sometimes really exciting relationships, but they weren't necessarily healthy. Um, and and then it obviously took me a long time to really learn a lot about myself, too, because I only came out um, about three years ago um, and I'm in my 30s. So um, it, it I just think it took a really long time to to just truly get to know myself and um, and then start to explore that. And then once I came out, then that was a whole new world to relearn all about myself again and um, kind of go with the ups and downs of that. Um, so it's been a long journey for me, I feel like. And, and now I'm, I feel like I'm in this space where I know a lot more of what I want mm -hmm. and what I don't want. And I think that because of that, it puts me in, more in the position to be ready for a relationship because of just a, a lot of the work that I've done within my own personal life in the time that I've been single. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you kind of nailed it on the head. And I think Jared and I have talked about this in the past on, the, on this podcast 
sometimes you have like these trauma bonded relationships where you know they give you certain types of feelings and you think they're good feelings but then the relationship isn't necessarily like the healthiest relationship uh and i think a lot of that just comes with time and experience right so like as you go on you keep dating and you figure all that stuff out so it's good that you uh, i guess have been able to identify that but then through the show for both this is a question for both of you guys was there anything that you learned through the filming of the show about yourselves that you didn't know before yeah i feel like for me i i i did learn that um that I do like to take my time uh, and really get to know someone. And it's very challenging on a show like this when you have a lot of dates coming through really quickly and you got to make fast decisions. Um, and I think because I'm, I, I think I'm more hesitant um, because of my past experiences. I'm like, I want to make sure I make the right decision and I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing for for me and the people around me and the people I'm bringing in my life, it's like I, I kind of like take on a lot of that pressure, and I found that that was really um, challenging for me. Mm -hmm. How about you, Marco? Yeah, I definitely learned that I'm. So I'm a Libra. I'm, I'm not like a huge astrologist, um, but I we get the reputation for being very indecisive, and I learned that I'm very direct, but I also sort of like cater it to like not hurt people's feelings mm -hmm. and I learned through this process that I can be more direct when I like set an intention to be more direct oh dude I am right there with you you should talk to my wife about that she tells she's like what do you want tell me what you want and then I will do everything <laughs> to try to make that happen and I'm like uh -huh. well you know I like always beat around the bush it's definitely a downside uh -huh. so Markel I definitely relate with you on that one my yeah. friend um so markel uh i wanted to ask you a little bit as well um you know what are some of the things going into this process that you were looking for in a partner um so i think you know you can see from the trailer um i framed it as i'm looking for that same feeling that i had with my ex and i can kind of like you know myself and amanda's shoes like she was just saying you know the fiery the passion the 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 excitement that you get at the beginning doesn't isn't necessarily indicative of what a healthy relationship could be. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just real. So that, and that was my first relationship. That was my first official, like, how long were you guys? Uh, how long did you guys date for? We dated for six months. Oh, okay. And then how long before the show did you break up? We broke up in July. And we started filming. So about eight months. Okay. Because a lot of people will ask, you know, when do I know I'm ready to start dating again or possibly jump into a relationship? So when did you know? When did you feel like this was your time to start going back into the dating pool? Um, I don't think that there was like a distinct moment that I knew. But I, I it took me a while to, not a while, but it took me some time to get over it, obviously. And there, it was just like a process of, you know, grieving the relationship, grieving the, the loss of, of this person that I, I was spending so much time with. And then, I don't know, I just started like going on the apps, going out with people again and just realizing like, okay, am I ready? Am I not? I remember going on one date with somebody like before I went on the show and I was like, 
nope, I'm not ready. And I, was, I just, I just like completely wasn't there. Yeah. Have either, have either of you guys been in touch with um, any of your exes before the airing of the show to kind of like let them know what they're getting themselves into, all that kind of stuff or no? No. No. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that find out a lot about me from this show coming out. <laughs> that was one of the weirdest things for me uh, in my experience was having exes, I guess, see me on tv and then reach out and it's always funny to see just kind of like the disparities between certain people that you used to be in your life and what they would say but um but yeah i mean that's it's it's interesting being vulnerable is one thing being vulnerable on television is something completely different so i mean kudos to you guys hopefully there's not i don't expect there to be any negative backlash specifically from the exes but Usually it's coming from a, a, a jealous place, I would say. Yeah, in terms of an ex, to speak on that, it is, it's not even about the negative aspect. It's more so, you know, you don't think about an ex watching you date on TV when you're going through this journey, not to like scare you guys. But uh, it is weird. I, I can attest to Dean um, that, you know, I, I had a very significant ex and it was just weird for her to like, see these intimate moments that she's had with me being played out on television. So it's definitely, it's a weird experience. Yeah. I do think it's weird when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you never think like, you never think, Oh yeah. One day my ex is going to be dating on television. You just, <laughs> that, that thought never, it never crossed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to all the exes out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, so you guys, the show premieres on, what is it, November 25th, the Thursday, right? Uh, Thanksgiving, actually, funny enough. Can you guys, uh, before we get let you get out of here, can you guys tease anything for us from the viewer's perspective? What can we expect to see just from your guys' uh, experiences? Are you engaged? <laughs> okay, so what I will say, I, I think, you know, following my story and knowing what I've gone through, obviously, I think it's kind of going to be, I don't think anybody's going to expect you know what's going to happen with me okay all right so, so there's gonna be some twists and turns okay can appreciate the that twists, turns 90 degrees <laughs> that's love days. right there <laughs> Amanda, how about you i will say that there is a plentiful amount of drama um which that's Amanda. always fun to watch so um <laughs> and um yeah, I I want to kind of keep everyone hanging on on how everything plays out in the nice. end. We're gonna have to have you both back after the show airs, so after we can actually show. talk about what happened. So we can get in, we can get in. There. Yeah, we can really get in. <laughs> have you guys had a chance yeah. to uh, to see any of the episodes yet? We've seen nothing. no. Wow, oh, no. that's crazy. We are in the same place as everybody else. Nice. <laughs> Where's my popcorn? What's going to happen? Right, it's always such a fear. You like want to text your friends and tell them to tune in, but then in the back of your head, you're like, well, wait, what if they see something that they're not supposed to see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling both of them. Both of those. It's like, fun though. The enjoy it. And like, oh, I'm sweating. And enjoy it. It's you know, not many times you get this experience. Did you guys know each other while the show was filming? Did you? Did you guys' storylines cross paths at all? Uh, maybe. Oh, okay. uh, all right. Maybe that's one of the twists and turns right there. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Right. Well, but you, you, you were there, you Markel. Come on. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't in all the places at all the time. So fair point. Okay. Okay. Well, I see. I see what you're doing. You're playing it well, close to the chest. I gotta. I gotta respect that. Like um, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. For the listeners that obviously want to tune into the show, it's on HBO Max. 
12 Dates of Christmas premiering Thursday, November 25th. Um, I'll be tuning in. I'm excited to watch you guys. Uh, and then I'm sure you guys are going to be like posting along on, on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, right? So where could we find you on Instagram? My Instagram is Amanda Grace Jenkins. And yes, I'm definitely posting. So yeah, <laughs> maybe we get some behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I'm at Dr. Martell on Instagram. All right. Dr. Markell, got to love it. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to tune in next Thursday and uh, can't wait to see more. Yeah. Thank thanks for having us. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear. So fresh. Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. And this week, we have a couple emails. Um, I don't know why I'm talking so weird. But uh, I just want to go ahead and say, email us, please. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. 
I'm going to actually, I, I keep making mental uh, reminders to myself to send emails from an anonymous account uh, for this podcast, but I always forget. So what would, do you know what email this, you'd send? Oh, no, I would just make up some incredibly ridiculous thing. Oh, come on. We need something like from your personal life. You and Kaylin, just send it an anonymous. You know what you should do? All right, here's something that you need to do over the next, let's say, before 2022. So you got a month and a half. I need you to send in an email as anonymous, mm, but it's an actual okay. question about yours and Kaylin's relationship. And we have to guess live on the podcast if we think it's from you. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. We'll just play this game from now on until the end of 2022. Anytime an anonymous email rolls in, you guys will have to decide whether or not you think it's from me. You know what's frustrating, Mark? What's that? Dean's not going to do this. Uh, you're right, because this is kind of Dean's thing. He talks about stuff, but never does it. That's why Kaylin's going to have to propose. <laughs> yes. Um, Mark, I feel like you know me a little too well for your own good. By the way, I'm happy to be here this week. Easton's here. Jared's here. Hannah's here. And the reason we're all here is because we heard last week's episode. So we're all hands on deck this week. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah, about that's that. That's really nice of you guys. Um, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you didn't miss much, but it was just <laughs> me by myself. Hannah was obviously there as well a little bit. Riley was there, but I didn't have Jared. I didn't have Mark. I didn't have Easton. And let's be honest, you you three are the clear backbone of this podcast. If it just took me missing a podcast to get everybody else here fully loaded, I'm going to start missing more weeks. Let's do this. I like it. I like when everybody's here. It really does feel like we're being spoiled when we get everyone like this. All right. This is from Emily. This is not anonymous. We will not be playing the game. This is from Emily. And I think this is something a lot of people are going through this time of year. Emily says Thanksgiving is next week and I'm starting to get stressed. There's so much pressure with relationships around the holidays. I've been seeing this guy for about five months now and my mom is begging to meet him. Last week I was in the car with him talking to my mom on speakerphone and she said she wants to meet him. Well, ever since then, he keeps asking, when am I going to meet your family? I'm afraid if I introduce him to my family around the holidays, it's going to feel more serious and speed things up between us. I'm super happy at the pace we're moving and where we currently stand, but also I don't want him to think I don't care about him by not introducing him. Yeah, it's definitely kind of like make or break season in these weird uh, purgatory relationships where you're dating, but you're not boyfriend, girlfriend. You don't know if it's going to go long term or not. So you don't want to introduce him to the family. Um, I think we should all answer this first and foremost. Yes. So Easton, Hannah, and Mark, get your get your answers ready. But Dean, go. Get your thinking Get your thinking caps on. Um, In my experience, if you like the person enough and you know you're going to be with them for a while, why not just bring him over to meet the family? You know, like if you if you like him enough to kind of continue dating him, as it seems like you have been, just bring him in and meet the family. And a lot of times the family can kind of help you make decisions, too. It's like, you know, you you might not want to say it, but like your parents and your siblings definitely factor into your decision making when it comes to dating. So. I don't think it's never. I don't think it's ever really a bad thing to bring them into uh, your household for the holidays if you actually see it lasting longer than more than yeah, just like a, a let casual meet fling. Mom, come on! It's been five months. I get that you don't want to make the relationship speed up, but at the same time, it's the holidays. He's gonna be around the family at some point. You might as well introduce them now. See if they get along. I mean, hell, the Bachelor introduces them to their family like three weeks in. So let's five months is plenty of time. You're not speeding anything up. Meet mom. 
Five months is a good amount of time to meet mom. I think that's normal. And I also think, unfortunately, Emily, I don't think you have a choice here. I don't think you can just kind of hide him throughout the holidays. I think you've got to bring him to mom, whether you want to or not. I know he's in the minor leagues right now, and that automatically puts him in the major leagues, and you may not want him in the major leagues. I think everyone will get back to normal, though, once the new year comes around, and then you can really decide if this is worth happening or not. I'm concerned about the future of this relationship because you don't seem excited about him meeting your parents. So I don't know how if a year from now you're going to have the same problem, but I don't think you have a choice. You got to do it. Yeah, Emily's either embarrassed by the family or embarrassed by the boyfriend. It's one or the <laughs> other right now. I mean, what's the worst that'll happen if you introduce him to the parents? Is he going to start a business with your Uncle Bob? You know, like, well, I don't know. What, what's going to happen, though, is everyone from now on. How's your boyfriend? How's your boyfriend? We talked about what's going on with your boyfriend. It's going to be a lot of that from mom and dad and brothers and sisters. You know, I brought Allison to my grandparents' house for the holidays after we'd been dating for like seven months or something and everything, obviously everything was fine. We got married, but uh, there's a memory from that event where we we're all taking like pictures. And uh, at one point my aunt asked Allison, she's like, could you take one of everybody? Like, I think cause she was like, we don't want if, if they yeah. break up in six months. Yeah. yeah so. You're not family <laughs> yet, Allison. <laughs> that was a funny thing that Allison will never forget, but uh, a funny moment now. So Easton, you're you're in the camp of inviting him to Thanksgiving. Yeah, invite him to Thanksgiving. I say if you've been dating someone for two weeks, you should invite them to Thanksgiving. I, I think that it's the more the merrier. Just invite them. I gotta say too, as as we age, like as we become adults, um, getting invited to things like Thanksgiving, especially for people uh, that you know don't have very close family ties, like myself, it's always so nice. It's always so nice to like have an outlet just to be like, yeah, I'd love to come on, you know, over to Thanksgiving. I don't have anything else planned, so. Maybe like hopefully this guy has like Thanksgiving with his family planned. That way you can invite him. Maybe he can say he's going to go to Thanksgiving with his family instead. But like at least that way, you know, he was invited. He knows he was invited. And even if he didn't have a place to go, then you're still kind of, you know, taking him under your wing and bringing him over. So I think it's a good thing all around. We have yet to hear from the smartest person in the room. <laughs> Hannah, what are your thoughts? Oh, my God. Well, I'm inviting my boyfriend to Thanksgiving this year for the first time, but we've been together for four years, but he's been around my family around the holidays, but not actually on the day. But I think that she could bring him around, around the holidays. I don't know. I do agree that bringing him around on the actual day, like on Thanksgiving or on Christmas it's a big Seems step. Serious. Yeah, it's a big step. Four years. How did you avoid like last year? Or I guess last year was COVID. So maybe we threw a wrench in there. But even two years ago, you guys were dating for two years and he still didn't come for the holidays. Well, I mean, he would come around the time, but on the actual day, he would want to be with his family. I would want to be with my family. And we were still young. Fair point. But now I feel like we're at the age where he's living where my family lives up in NorCal. So it just makes more sense. Yeah. Now you're old. It makes more sense. Yeah, but I agree with what Dean said. I think getting the family's opinion and having them meet him could kind of be insightful and could help guide her if, I don't know, if this actually is going to work out or not. It's also good market research, you know, because your sister would be like, ooh, that's another guy for you. They're like, oh, I love him. He's so funny. He's so handsome. He's great. He was so helpful. He helped clean up after dinner. Like, it's good to kind of see how he interacts with these people. Focus group. Absolutely. I got to say, too, I uh, have always firmly... (laughs) I've always firmly believed that I never needed my family's approval with the person I was dating that like if I liked someone I liked them and I didn't care what they said 
Um, but I think I told this story already on this podcast before. Last time I brought Kaylin, uh, well, I brought Kaylin on my brother as many times. My oldest brother, the person I look up to more, even more than Mark, if you can believe that or wow. not. Wow. Uh, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I love the guy really, really quite a bit. Uh, he pulled me aside and he's like, you know what, Dean? I feel like you finally got it right with Kaylin and I'm really proud of you. And I was like, you know, I never realized how much I needed to hear that from you before, but I, I it did, it makes a difference. So to get your family's approval on someone is it's, I think it's pretty important. That's a sweet story. That is a sweet story. So the second emails from Capri and Mark, I don't mean to stop on your toes, but I'm curious because it's four questions. Could we do like a speed round where all of us answer it really quickly? Okay, fine. Here we go. Capri says, first question, what was your first impression about your partner? She cries a lot. <laughs> yeah. Dramatic. Giant ass. Um, you better be talking about Allison. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay, good. Uh, eyes, eyes and face in general. Mm, nice. Uh-huh. Uh, athlete. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay. I don't know. Have you started to do something because of each other's influence? Uh, I've yeah, sh- I've sh- I've sh- I've showered more often because of her. <laughs> oh, thank God for Kaylin on that <laughs> yeah, one. Thank you, Kaylin. <laughs> Woof, Jared. Uh, I would say I've definitely um, been more. Uh, uh, I've been able to articulate more directly what I want in life. Mm, nice. Uh, I mean, it's been twenty-four years. It's a long list, but I'll say I've become a dog lover because I never had pets growing up. You weren't oh. a dog lover before your wife. I we didn't have any. I didn't have any pets. I didn't have dogs, cats. I didn't have anything. I had never yeah. lived with a dog until my wife. Well, at least you've come to the right side now. Thank you, Jared. I mean, I have a long list too, but the two that come to mind are uh, drinking more water and wearing sunscreen. <laughs> oh, sunscreen, nice. I haven't come around the sunscreen thing yet, but maybe one day. You'll get there. Mine would be to be better about managing my money. Oh, okay. Right. Good. That's Will you good. say sorry to your partner even if it's not your fault? Yes. Oh, uh, all the time. I do it sarcastically pretty often. Um, does that count? Oh, this is so Dean to dig in his heels. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard enough. I had a hard. I have a hard enough time saying sorry when it actually is something I'm sorry for. So, if it's not my fault, I um, you're hard pressed to get me to say sorry if it's not my fault. That's for I'll, sure. I'll, of course, I'll say whatever brings peace sooner. I will do yeah. thousand percent. Yeah, I say it when it's not my fault almost exclusively. and my answer is absolutely not i'm so stressed yeah (laughs) nice me and hana we got this one i mean maybe eventually we'll come around to your guys way of thinking but if it's not your fault why apologize dean and hana picked they chose violence this morning (laughs) (laughs) and finally capri asked what is something you are looking forward to with your partner having a kid Mm, good one oh yeah that's i mean that's just an obvious one um, something I look forward to with my Come partner. Come on, there's a clear well, answer it... here, Dean. No, I know, but it's just, it's, there's obvious answers and there's, um, <laughs> less obvious Dude, answers. Dude, I want that Us Weekly headline. I'll be the inside source, all right? <laughs> yeah, an uh, inside source close to Dean. Um, something I'm excited to do with my partner. Oh, uh, just, you know, more travel, I guess. We're going to South Africa with each other in a couple nice, months. So that's nice. something I'm looking forward that's to. That's a good one. Uh, next year is our 20th wedding anniversary and our 25th anniversary of being together. We're planning a trip, and it looks like we're heading your way, Jared. We're looking at um, Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, you guys are coming nice. during the summer, right? Yeah, next August. Oh, sweet, dude. Let me know. We'll uh, we'll have a beer on the Cape. Excellent. <laughs> 
I'm, I don't know, nothing specific. I'm just looking forward to experiencing more life with her, everything, seeing new places, doing new things. And, uh, I don't know, just everything I do with Allison is fantastic. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that. I'd like to, before Hannah answers, I just want to point out Easton, um, your time in spent in Nashville for Ben and, uh, Jess's wedding. Very impressive. You you were there for what a couple of days. You hit every museum, every you know you you crossed everything off your list. Every you tourist to do. attraction in Nashville. It was fun to watch. You guys, you guys are great travelers. I feel like I would want you to write an itinerary for me for the next time I go somewhere. We when we go someplace, we do it all, and we do. It, and she does all the bullshit I want to see. It's it's a lot of fun. We we have a lot of fun. It's great. I was impressed. Thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to going to New York with Trevor for Jingle Ball. Oh. I've never been to New York before, and it's been his Ooh, dream. That's great. Well, Wait, isn't Jingle Ball next week or something like that? Um, LA is the fir- is December third, but New York is mm-hmm. the week after. So coming up. We used to go every year for Jingle Ball New York, and it's just the best time of the year to be there. It's so great. I love it's going magical. to see the tree. It's really yeah, it's awesome. It is yeah. magical. Is Help I Suck at Dating not allowed to go to Jingle Ball this year? Apparently no, not anymore. It's not on the budget yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got that invite yet. I guess maybe I'll just keep my eyes peeled on my email. I'm address, sure but... Becca and Tanya will be there. Scrubbing it will be there. Those, <laughs> Yeah, they're probably going to be freaking hosting the event. Yeah, Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Mark, Easton, Hanna, thank you guys so much for chiming in and helping us answer these questions. Keep emailing us, isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Big thank you, of course, to Markel and Amanda. Be sure to watch uh, HBO Max's 12 Dates of Christmas Thursday, November 25th premieres. Um, thanks for Jared for uh, sticking around and coming to host this podcast with me this week. Man. I would say really anytime, but I've missed a couple podcasts. So hopefully next week. It's totally, totally understandable, man. You got a lot going on. Um, but yeah, maybe next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.